here we go. Welcome back, welcome back Back in this thing Music Jones Podcast How's everybody doing? It's your boy Jones on the mic today I'd like to holler at y'all about a couple things Today I got a special guest in with me The host from uh, My Curls Speak with Key Miss Key Hey y'all, hey Thank you for joining me today Happy to be here yeah, some um, some good music came out, and I'm glad you was able to come and join me because you had some uh, interesting takes on uh, one of the albums that came out, and uh, we're going to get into that. Uh, but uh, how are you? How's everything? I'm doing well. I can't complain. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Here. Can't complain. Glad to be here. Ready to uh, talk about uh, this new music that came out Friday. But before we do that, we got this new segment, and um, it's called uh, What You On. You know, we, we just ask, uh, what you been on, you know, all week, music, TV, what you been watching, movies, you know, what you on? Okay, so Friday, mm-hmm. we got Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. Uh, she released, actually, it was the 15th anniversary of her old project, but she finally let us stream that, so she released that. The first uh, mixtape. Right. Okay. Um, she released that on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been listening to that. J. Cole dropped on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, so we definitely gonna yeah, get, we into, gonna that. get into that. Um, what else did I do last week? Okay. <laughs> hmm. I haven't been doing much since Snowfall went off TV. So I'm gonna be honest. I haven't really been watching anything. So you don't watch Guard. Godfather of Harlem, I take it. I didn't know that was back on. Oh, wow. What episode are y'all now? Wow, so you haven't been listening to the show. <laughs> That's very clear because we've been on that since we've been doing what you've been on. <laughs> it is now episode five in season two. Okay. No, yeah. I watched season one, though. Yeah, season season two is five shows in. Okay, I'll yeah. go back and watch it. Yeah, but it's uh, it hadn't skipped a beat from the first season, so. Okay, I think I gotta watch the first season again. No, you, you don't, don't think so? Because they they refresh you before the beginning of every episode. Okay, okay. Of what happened last season, this season, like they they do a great job. That's a dope show. I love that shit. Okay, well yeah. I'll go back and listen to it. Yeah, go check watch that out. Watch it, and I'll let you know. Yeah, that's what that's that's all I've been on lately is Godfather Harlem and working and I've been on that cold pretty hard too. Um I've keeping up with a few other things, but yeah. J. Cole had my attention like heavily the last couple of days. Since Thursday night, you know, so but yeah, you're on that. Yeah, get on uh Godfather uh season two. Okay. Yeah, get on that. But we um we did get an email from a show a couple weeks ago. Where the where, where the hell is Doogie? Um, this is from my guy Don. What's up, Don? He said, "Where the hell is Doogie?" I tried to underline the points in the show that I am referencing. Modelo Negro is definitely top tier. Good call on that one, B. Yeah, Modelo Negro is a good beer. It definitely is. Uh. Versus, by the time I'm typing this, the versus has already has happened and Escape has done what they should have done. So, did you watch the versus? I did not watch the versus because I had already knew was, who was going to win it. Who? Escape won it. Ain't no way SWV I, won I, it. I, I didn't say anything yet. I didn't say a word. There's no way possible. I didn't say a word. I <laughs> didn't say a word because I initially picked SWV. But as I was watching that unfold, and SWV playlist and the way they put their songs, and man, I couldn't do nothing but go with them. They pulled it out of me too. I was I thought SWV had them cold dead to rights. I did honestly, but the way like Escape had some shit, they pulled some shit out. I totally forgot about. I but, couldn't see SWV winning that. But 
They have hits though. Then they then they pulled when they when they brought Jermaine Dupree up, and then they brought my man up that just remade their song, and he started the song for him, and then they went into their song. I was like, these girls, goddamn, got it. That did it for me, cause they show how the culture still mu- moving with their music. You know what I'm saying? Like that was big to me because this dude just he had a hit off of their song a few years ago. And they brought him out, let him bring him on, and that shit was dope. I was like, damn, they still in tune with the culture. So then, like I said on the show when we was doing our predictions, I said they was going to pull out the shit that they wrote. They pulled out Bills, 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 and they pulled out No Scrubs. I had no idea. They did did exactly what I said they was going to have to do to win. And they did. And they won. Human nature wasn't enough. For uh, what they had going on right here, that they couldn't hold it. I thought that was gonna be the one to put them out, you know, just because they had Mike on the sample. But that didn't, it didn't cut it, man. I was like, damn it, Escape got these girls. It was, it was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole shit. I watched the whole shit. This verse is clearly near the top for me. I have to go with Escape. Escape being the female version of Jodeci was a spot on comparison, and that's. They always was that to me because of the way they dressed. They just they always reminded me of a female Jodeci. That's just what it was. The part that separated Escape was exactly what you said in the episode where they went to what they wrote. I swear, like, I knew that was going to happen. If you wrote a song for one of the biggest groups at the time, Bills, 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 Destiny's Child was the biggest group at that time, and they wrote that song. I didn't even know they wrote that. But Tiny and Candy got a pen out of this world. They wrote No Scrubs and Bills, Bills, Bills in a two-year time frame. Man, and I knew I knew that was going to take them over the top if they played them. Ed Sheeran's song, Shape of You, mixed, with, mixed in with No Scrubs. That's two bangers that borrowed from Candy's pen. Candy is a monster. She got a hell of a pen. And it, she clearly showed that shit. Like, they knocked them girls out of the water, man. I was so, I was like, damn it, my prediction was wrong. I was wrong. I was fucking wrong. Candy on the on the last song put the verses to rest. If all that doesn't matter, we have witnessed the first run in back moment. The first run at back moment, at least the one I've seen on verses. The crowd had Escape run it back. Escape put on a show. They put on a show. Like, I can honestly say they put on a goddamn show, man. I was not disappointed at all. And that was like, it's only been a few that I've sat down and watched live. Like, as they was actually happening, I always went back and watched them. But that one was, it was everything, man. I enjoyed it top to bottom, man. I really did. Rap groups. In terms of groups, City Girls would have to qualify as a rap group. Dom, my man. <laughs> so we go call the City Girls a rap group. Well, you you listen to City Girls? I listen to the City Girls. You do? I do. You call them? I mean, as far as like, because we talked about, uh, it's no more. It's no more groups. Singing, rap, anything. Migos is the last rap group standing. Mm-hmm. So City Girls, I forgot all about them because I don't listen to them. I guess, but he right. So, City Girls is another group. So, it's two groups still standing. Now, how long they going to stand, I don't know. I can't see the City Girls really separating. Uh, Ten years from now, we won't hear from them. I, I could see them maybe and falling off together, but I can't see them, like, seceding alone. Ten, I can't see that. Ten years from now, they can't go on a tour. They can't even do a small chitlin circuit type shit in ten years. Cause um I don't know, cause Trina can still do that, but Trina different. We can't even compare that. Yeah, we can't. Even though that's really who they're trying to mimic. Yeah, but, it's, but yeah, they really. I mean, they now that you say that, they sound like Trina. Mm-hmm. Now that you say that, shit, you I never, never thought, thought about, about it. Because mm-hmm. I really who, don't. Because every idolize, time, yes, every yes. time that shit come on the radio, uh, it, yeah, that it, give a fuck. It, turn it. I'm not listening to this shit. 
<laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah, that's who they're patterning themselves yeah, after it, Trina. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Didn't I? I didn't even think about it like that. But Trina uh, from Miami. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trina. So it's all supposed to sound like Trina, Trick Daddy. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do again, you know. But Migos just dropped a song recently too, and it sounds pretty good. Okay, question: Do you feel like the Migos is still the Migos? Because like. Let me explain what I'm saying. That song you're talking about, they didn't actually drop it under themselves. They dropped it under the label. And I'm starting to notice that now that's the name they're going under. It's just the label name. What's the label name? Um, Isn't it Quality Control? Is that, That's Quality That's the Control. name of their group now? That's what I'm wondering because I haven't <laughs> heard them call themselves Migos anymore. Even with that particular song that you're talking mm-hmm. about, it's under Quality Control. Oh, I didn't, I didn't pay no attention. Yeah, I Does it, it say featuring Amigos on there? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, Cause, well, that's how it came up. When okay. I was listening to it, it said quality okay. control. Yeah, I, I don't know. But they, um, it's been said that they've been having <laughs> some issues down there since um, something went down with Lil Baby or something, man. I don't know. Yeah, this is last year. Year before, hell, whenever Lil Baby was first about, when he was first popping off, mm-hmm. boys ain't, boys don't fuck with each other. You don't notice that you never see them. I didn't think about that you until you just that. said it. Yeah, you never see them niggas together. Not even in the same space. They don't talk to each other. They don't talk about each other. Mm-mm. Yeah, they don't. Um, they don't fold each other at all. Yeah, and they label and they're on the same label. Uh, I don't know what happened, but they don't fold each other. Sorry, not sorry. Jay-Z and Nas gave it up. Respect to both, but we know what Hove came to do. The content of the song took me back to the art of storytelling part for DJ Drama and Outcast. Now, Dom, once again, you have struck a nerve. That is one of the best verses 3000 ever spit to me. He gave it up. But even like even that song, Big Boy gave it up on that shit too. Like that was a dope ass song. Beat was dope, but it was on a DJ drama, Gangsta Grills or something. That's the shape of things to come. She said, You don't make it precipitate, you know, make it rain when you can make it thunderstorm. I'm like, Why? The world needs fun, the hood needs funds. There's a war going on and half the battle is guns. This is the type of shit this nigga talk about. Like, I need you to really digest Andre. Three thousand first verse, yeah, and he he went off. He he killed the shit. Except your game up time, this ain't these same old rhymes. Have you dancing in the club, riding around, women be up in the tub, exfoliating with their pom poms, yelling, "Go three thousand <laughs> Listen, man. That guy's he true spitter now. So Dom, you you right. To me, that is where Hove took it to in terms of taking that type of content to another level with multiple forms of entendre and etc. Yes. It, it's it's pretty much on that same line of shit. You have it to never help know what time it is. Like a dig post to live. Yeah. I I'm with you on that, Dom. It, it was uh that was top level flow from Jay on uh, Sorry Not Sorry. That's why Nas said he had to go back and rewrite his verse like three or four times. But yeah, I love to hear the old and new mix it up more too. I want to hear more, a more unique pairing like J. Cole and Black Thought. Jesus Christ. Why would you want to do the world like that, Don? That's a lot of consciousness on one album. <laughs> Them niggas wouldn't be able to handle that shit, man. Because Black Thought spit with the best of them. I don't... Do you even... Do you know who Black Thought is? I've heard before. Uh, the least, uh, leads uh, rapper in the group, The Roots. You know The Roots are? Well, do you watch uh, Jimmy Fallon? No. They. Uh, I don't be up that late. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, I know what you're talking about. They, but the, I, they I the band on the Jimmy Fallon show now. <laughs> Quest Love... Do it the afro, play the drums. Yeah. 
them them the guys. But J. Cole and Black thought that would be something interesting. I don't know. I don't know if the world ready for no shit like that. They was halfway ready for J. Cole. They ain't re- they definitely ain't ready for him and Black though no. together. That'll be some dope shit though. I'll leave with this question. Who is a good matchup for Goody Mob and a versus? We need Goody Mob on versus next, man. Way too many lyrics in their songs that are prevalent to today. That they were on real early. That is very, very true. Soul Food, them boys talk about a lot of shit in 1995 that's still going on. As far as how the government treat us, all kind of shit. Them boys are just on some shit early. But as far as a versus... For Goody Mob. Hmm. I don't know. What you think? Who you, who you, uh, who would you, uh, do you, you know who Goody Mob is, right? Who's this that is, peeking in my window, pal? Nobody see, now? See, this is when my age starts. Because <laughs> 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 when you start talking about 94 and 95, and I'm like, I was like, three. okay. Goody Mob. You know, do you know CeeLo Green? You know CeeLo Green? Yeah, I know okay, that, that, Cee-Lo, the fuck Cee-Lo, you mean. Yeah, CeeLo was a part of this rap group called the Goody Mob, which is a uh, off the organized noise camp, outcast. They all come from the same, uh, they all went to high school together, some unrelated. Like, but it was four of them, Cujo, Cujo Goody, T-Mo, CeeLo, and Big Gip. And when I tell you they were some of the most southern conscious niggas that we might ever see in our lifetime that was real that was willing to go on an album and talk about the shit that was going on in their neighborhood and not be scared about it and and end up winning awards getting super accolades behind the shit they was the group outcast paved the way and they they changed everything because they was saying shit that they was just telling shit about the south that people had no idea about Especially Georgia. Like, there's a lot of shit in Georgia that I didn't know existed until I heard them boys on fucking Soul Food. Like, they had a song on it called Dirty South. What them niggas know about the Dirty South? And they gave it up. Like, they told you every fucking thing. And that was our link to... They they made us proud, honestly. They made Southern niggas proud. Because of the shit they was talking about, it wasn't glitz and glamour. It was fucking real shit. It was what mm-hmm. was going on. Everybody could fucking relate. And that was the best fucking part about Goody Mob. And I don't know a group, a four-man group, that could do a versus against them. I don't even have a, a like, it's, it's no, I don't know. I don't know, man. Be love. Who could, who? Who? I don't got a clue. Who could we get against Goody Mob? I I don't know. That's a damn tough one. Shit, but it's nine of them. But that's the only that's the only crew that could probably fuck with them. Honestly, it would have to be the woo. Damn, Dom. Cause Fife not here no more, so Tribe couldn't do it. Um, state property? No, the niggas don't. They ain't even that many of them. They probably don't even fold each other like that. Too tough no more. Chris and Ethan, them niggas. Yeah, but that's that. They're not a group, so that wouldn't count. Um, <laughs> fucking Furious Five, nigga. Like who the fuck else is there? <laughs> It's no, it's no other group that I could even see stepping in. The, the only fucking people they could go against is Outkast. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's the only only group I I see that'll be a favorable matchup. So Dom, if you you when you listen, Outkast is all I can come up with at this point. Cause two live crew ain't have enough hits. Outkast will be it. And then, you know, you got a deal, but then you got a lot of songs that they all did together. They did a lot of shit together, too, because they all did. They did the Dungeon Family album together. 
Damn, that would be a dope ass versus though. That would be some dope shit. But yeah, Dom, we appreciate it. We gonna um, we gonna get back on that again. I'm gonna keep that in the vault. That Goody Mob versus, cause that's a that's a conversation we gonna have to have again. We definitely gonna have to have that again. But yeah, man, Dom, we appreciate the email. But um. We get ready to get on in this. Uh, no, I'm not gonna jump into J Cole yet. I want to talk about the young fella, uh, Corday. YBN Corday changes that he dropped the YBN off it, but um, he's a young man. He got ties of Florence, you know. So, but he can rap his ass off. And he, I was riding and I heard his uh, song. Come on, he got a song with Q-Tip called "More Life." And once again, he he didn't disappoint me. And then I'm starting to think Q-Tip might have produced it because it's a vibe that's out of this world, but it's a Q-Tip type of vibe. Because Q-Tip been doing this shit for so fucking long, man. And for him to even link up with Q-Tip and do a song at his age... That's 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 bridging the gap. I love that shit. Cause this like, you know what I'm saying? It's just some good riding to music, and it ain't a lot of that shit out right now. Everything 808 driven. Mm-hmm. Everything you know, it just beats so hard. It ain't nothing really that you can you can really just ride to and just chill. But this shit right here, I think his next album, I think his next album gonna be fucking jumping. And for him to be coming out now, right after, you know, he 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 going to drop something soon. But all the heavy hitters geared to come out this year. They got to. Mm-hmm. Boy's been gone for years. Kendrick ain't do an album three, four years. Uh, Drake, we still waiting on Drake. Jay found, Jay Cole said, fuck it, I'm going to go first. Mm-hmm. So now the young, the generation after him, like Corday and them, they like, okay. It's cool for us to come back out now. So, because J. Cole got more influence on the rap game, I think, than a lot of people know. Because he pretty much, this guy right Corday is like a descendant of J. Cole to me. Mm-hmm. The way he rap, the way he act, like the way he go about life. Like, it's more shit, it's shit more important than money. Like, the mm-hmm. boys don't talk about money, they don't talk about selling drugs. The boys talk about shit, just what's going on in the world, just good shit. And I appreciate that because, like I say all the time, everybody don't sell drugs. Everybody ain't got money. It's still poor motherfuckers out here. It's still motherfuckers in, in the struggle. And it's going to always be like that. And they need some shit to relate to. So when motherfuckers get on, they talking about how much his chain costs and how much, and this foreign car he driving and this designer bill he paid $1,000 for. Everybody trying to hear that shit. Everybody ain't trying to hear that shit. Right. Because everybody ain't going to those spend no $1,000 on no goddamn bill. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate niggas like Corday and J. Cole and... Uh, Moray, the new boy, because you know what I'm saying he even made an appearance on the uh, the J Cole joint. But Corday, uh, this is a dope ass cut. Y'all check Corday out, man. Check him out. Make sure y'all y'all uh, run them streams up on that, cause that shit hard, man. And the most streams, if y'all can, come up with a TikTok dance for the shit too, so this man can get his goddamn shine. Yeah, man. But um, the off season. The off-season drop Friday. Very, very much anticipated album by everybody from J. Cole. And he went, he been gone for a couple years, but uh whew, he came back with Avengers. What say you? How you feel about the off-season? 12, 12 songs of It was amazing. 12 songs of amazing. I don't know how many times I listened to it. I listened to it like back. I don't back, even know how many times I listened to it. kept running it back and back mm-hmm. and back because I I did it too. I, I did it. I ran it back like three times in a row. But it was only because I couldn't believe that that shit sounded that good. I honestly couldn't believe like at this day and age with what's going on with music that this nigga still got the nuts 
to do the music the way he want to do it and say the shit he want to say. Mm-hmm. It, he ain't got too many, like, his music has always been different, but when he go to talking that shit, it's just, I love that shit, man. And after he dropped the interlude last week, we came in and uh, we talked about it. And we talked about how he uh, was rapping like little baby on it. Like he pretty much used that style little baby used. Mm-hmm. But he um, he pretty much out baby out little baby little baby with his own style. If you ask me, because that that song he he did he killed that shit. Mm-hmm. But the point I'm getting to is I said on that on the show last week the last episode I said. J. Cole must be the bridge. He 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 must be bridge. He 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 the bridge that's gonna bridge the gap between my generation and the new generation. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you how he made my point valid. The first song on his album, the first voice you hear. Is Cameron Giles. Now, for anybody who don't know who Cameron Giles is, his, his, his rap name is Cameron. So, uh, and um, Cameron been around since like 96, 97 maybe. But for those who don't know, Cameron used to always have somebody talking on his albums like this. So J. Cole's like, fuck it, I'm going to do this. And that shit meant a lot to me because I was like, oh shit. This what he did? Okay. But this how he all his albums used to come on. Cam always did that shit. He'll let somebody talk and he'll start rapping. So I was like, okay. He'll go to he he come to bridge. He talked this shit. Say what he said. But as I'm riding, because I stayed out until 12 o'clock Thursday. So I could hear it in my car first. I didn't want to hear it nowhere else but in my car first. So I stayed at one of my home with I stayed out. Till I left his career probably right before 12. When I got in the car and I turned that shit on and this shit came on. And I'm riding. I'm riding. I even, you know, I don't, you know, I don't snap a lot. But I even got on snap with this one. Because I was feeling the shit. So I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to start it over and I'm going to start my snap over. So let the song keep playing. And it kept playing. And I'm bobbing my head. I said, this motherfucker here cold. Ooh. You if you reach niggas up and blow your nose off like they like woo them some serious shooters they shoot like stuff ever patting this blew me when this part came on I said he is doing everything I just talked about on my last show if this is not bridging the gap because he got the bridge. Our generation with the new generation. So what he's going to do is he's going to make the new generation listen to Cameron and Lil John on his first song. When they hear that, or when they with their parents and their parents hear it, mm-hmm. I'm going to go crazy in the car with my kids when, you know what I'm saying, when I hear it because Lil John and the Eastside Boys did some things for us in our life. That people will never understand. They won't ever understand. So for him to you to, to sample them and put them put your hood up, that shit was like going to revival on Thursday nights when I was in college when they played "Put Your Hood Up." It was like a mosh pit. The the music was just like we used to go to the club just to release, been to school all week, teachers stressing us out, shit like that. But Lil John, these niggas right here, they know how to make you get that party going. I was in the car about to go crazy. I said, I know this nigga did not do this shit. Oh, my God. That shit meant so much for me, and it it made my point valid. This nigga is going to bridge the gap. He going to have to because nobody else is trying to, and nobody else is even probably thinking about it. But he fucked with a lot of these young rappers. But for him to still listen and put this type of shit in his music, I mean, them young niggas gonna start like, man, where you get that shit from? Right. Like, that shit hard. Like, Lil John, them used to, man, they, we used to have a blast listening to them, dude. But that was what I, I needed from him. So that opened the album for me. So now I'm riding. 
I'm just riding. I'm listening to it. I'm letting it play. So then the uh, the cut with uh, 21 Savage came on and Moray. Another gap, Bridger. The same song they sampled, My Life. My Life is a song that was done by Styles P. and Farrell Munch in 99-2000. My life is all I have. My rhymes, my pen, my pad. And I done made it through the struggle. Can't judge me. What you say now won't budge me. That shit used to play so much because Styles P had his album, The Ghost. And it was on that. And I get high. It was on the same album as I get uh I get high. But um that song, I used to love that song because it had one of those uh I don't know if it was a uh, high tech making them beats back then, but it, it had one of those like eclectic beats. It was just a dope ass song. So when I'm listening and I hear Moray saying that shit, and I'm like, that's Pharaoh Munch fucking hook from the Styles P shit. Another gap bridging moment. I love that shit. This dude is gonna take music somewhere else. I I don't know if he get ready to change the. Well, he's not gonna change the format because he went with the new format. But as far as how these niggas put out music and what they talking about, they gonna have to reevaluate themselves because he mm-hmm. set the fucking music world on fire Friday. From top to fucking bottom, twelve songs of fucking awesomeness, man. Mm-hmm. Like he is gone. These little niggas gotta wake up now. He told them, "I'm at your neck," and he at they fucking necks. What y'all neck? What y'all gonna do now? That motherfucker said, "I sold more song, most more uh, CDs than your thirty song album, nigga. You still like." You can you can't I can go platinum more times than you or I done been platinum more times than you and you selling double and triple CDs nigga like that's bragging at his fucking finest to me because he did it during the fucking CD era mm-hmm. and the streaming era but of course there's still Drake out there and Kendrick and but those three they are the upper echelon of rap to me when it comes to cause like we sit around and wait for this shit right you know what I'm saying like we've been waiting on fucking Jay to drop for you we've been waiting on Kendrick to drop since damn and we waiting on fucking Drake to drop like but that's good for music because they let everybody else get their shit out of the way mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but another good thing about them that I like is this no conflict of interest with me and them with, with Benny and, and Conway and my Griselda crew and 38 Spish and all the other New York niggas I like listening to that's on that drug rap shit. They don't, it's no conflict of interest because them niggas ain't talking about none of that shit. So I can listen to them and get my regular music and then I can go turn on my Griselda niggas and get that, that good drug talk. You know what I'm saying? Because Conway got a, Conway got a nice lineup. He just signed a chick named Seventh Avenue Genius, I think her name is. She can fucking rap. He got a lineup of niggas that can fucking rap. Jay, um, I can't remember Jay, uh, Jay Ski, I think his name is, but he he can fucking rap too, man. But yeah, you need to check them Griselda niggas out. But right now, J Cole is running shit. What's your uh? What you rate? What what you rate? Uh, J Cole five uh, out of five stars. What you give? Give him five. Of course, he got all five stars. Uh-huh. Well, back in the day, it used to be Mike's in the Source magazine. Mm-hmm. He probably would have got five in that motherfucker if they were still doing that shit. They might have would have gave him five. Don't they have that online now? I don't know. I don't even. I mean, it's it's not. It don't hold as much weight to me now because I can't go in the store and pick it up and look right. and see who got what Mike's and shit like. That shit used to be everything to us. That was like one way we knew what was coming out and what we needed to buy. Go get the sauce. See who got the most mics. Like, like the first time they rated fucking Reasonable Doubt, I think he got four mics. Four and a half, four, four and a half, three and a half, four, four, something like that. But they went back and re-rated it years later and they gave him five, which was totally bullshit because <laughs> they should have gave him five the first time. But that was been some being. Benzino probably hating or some shit. Shout out Benzino. Benzino. Benzino was the uh one of the editors over there. 
Like he owned it or some shit. Yeah, he said something about it on Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, when uh, his daughter got one of the hottest songs out right now. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, you um, what's your favorite song off the J Cole? Okay. You can give me three. Okay, I can give you three of them. Mm-hmm. Cause that's kind of hard for me. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say my life. Mm-hmm. Apply pressure. Mm-hmm. Applying pressure. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And 85 South. 95 South. 95 South. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I messed that up. And I stay out for 95. Yeah. Not, uh, of course, y'all know 95 South is one of my favorites just because of the the makeup of the song. Um, The Climb Back is one of my favorites. And let go of my hand. I think let go of my hand is the one he talking about Diddy, right? That's the one, B Love. He talking about Diddy and let go of my hand. Yeah, he talked about how him and uh how he used to uh how he used to listen to Diddy, had his CDs, play him all the time, and the last fight he was in having to be with Diddy. So I, I know a story will be out about that and if it's not already out and I think it is it might already be out on what really happened but evidently the boys got some fisticuffs at a party or some shit I don't know why I don't know about what but I definitely gotta do my research on it this nigga say him and Diddy was fucking fighting man I don't know what that was about I wanna know though I'm surprised Diddy ain't press charges I, I did it see you gotta understand Diddy a gangster nigga from Harlem it ain't no punk, man. He might just got a lot of money, but he's still a, a Harlem nigga. I can't see him fighting J. Cole. Shit. I just can't see it. He, he probably started it. No, I can see him starting it. I just can't. <laughs> I actually can't see Diddy being physical himself. But J. I know he's capable. Yeah, but he tell you himself he would, you know, he been running through life faking like he was tough. He said it now. See? See? Yeah. He said he wasn't the toughest nigga either. But you're not going to, I mean, I ain't going to let a motherfucker just do me any kind of way. Gotta save face. So now you out there fighting just because a motherfucker tried you, and this ain't what you do. So fuck it, you gotta fight. Just, just show a motherfucker you ain't no punk. That's how shit go. That's that male ego shit, man. Yeah, but he um he gave it up on this shit, man. But that's gonna be a that's gonna be a good story. Whenever it come when out about him why they did it. Yeah, why they was fighting and what really fucking happened. Because now motherfuckers going to start talking about it. Because he done said this shit on the album. So now we going to get something from that. I don't know, though, man. I don't know. <sighs> this album is just, it's every fucking thing, man. This shit just, it's, it's like, just perfect fucking riding music, man. You can just... Lay back And I'll probably, so I'll probably do When I'm uh, headed back I'm gonna lay back Set my cruise control And I'm I'm gonna let this shit bang a, uh, Probably a couple more times Cause Now I gotta listen to the shit twice Just to get the fuck home Cause it's so short You know what I'm saying I had an issue with that On a couple episodes ago too These niggas making these Short ass albums But that's the new format And I, I feel them Why not Maximize your profit And minimize production that's the whole goal in Fortune 500 companies and everywhere you go. So, if I make 12 fucking two and a half minute songs, nigga, it's shit. I'm, same fucking thing. So, I, I'm getting used to it, but by the time I just start feeling the shit, the shit going off, man. <sighs> but he definitely gave us what we needed. This shit right here so laid back, man. But he definitely talked about beating up Diddy, though. I, well, I, I ain't gonna say he beat him up. Who you think won? Who you think won? Cole won. You think so? But if Diddy listening, Diddy won. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so who you think won for real? Who you think? You think you think Cole of won for real? Cole won it. 
But what if it wasn't but like two punches, a headlock, and then uh, they broke it up, some shit like that. Like one threw a punch, the other one threw a punch, somebody put somebody in a headlock, and then they broke it up. Mm-mm. He a Carolina nigga. He went all the way. <laughs> no, but he just said he ain't a fight nigga. He had to fake it till he made it. So eventually, he learned how to fight. Don't do my man's but like that. It, it, I think it was said that he was defending Kendrick or some shit, or something happened with Kendrick, and that's why they got into it. I don't know. I gotta read the story. I'm definitely gonna read the story though, cause I want to know. What you think, Cold One? Between. Did it weigh a lot more than that nigga now? Cold skin is shit. No, he's solid. My man's solid. Cold skin is nah, shit. Nah, he, he got enough weight on him. Yeah, but did it 50. He got that grown man weight. Did he got security <laughs> and a lot of money? Yeah, but I don't feel that, like he fight he got fair. That, he got that grown man weight. You know the boy would get a jump on uh Jermaine Cole, man. The Ville is back, man. Listen, if y'all hadn't listened to J. Cole shit yet, I don't know. Y'all must have been on a fucking rock the last two days. <laughs> Had to be. But please, go check that J. Cole out the first chance you get. Go listen to Corday too. But J. Cole will put you somewhere you probably haven't been in a long time mentally. And it's not, it, it ain't a bad thing at all. Like, we all need to hear this shit. I ain't even gonna lie. Like, one of my friends was on Facebook and he said, I'm going to pull up to my mama house. I'm going to take my J. Cole in the house, and I'm going to make them sit down just like they used to make me listen to the Canton Spirituals. (laughs) Shout out to my man, Tori, man. Tori said that shit. I died laughing because he said he going to make them listen to it, and if they got questions, he going to pause it and explain to them (laughs) what they talking about. If that ain't the realest shit in the world. But that's why a lot of our parents don't like rap because we never did shit like that to them. You think we should have forced it on them? Yes. No, not forced it on them, but at least explain to them what they were saying. Mm. Like, my mom, you know, she she's she ain't with none of this shit. But my stepfather love rap music. You know what I'm saying? My pop, I had to force him to listen to it. Shout out, Pop. Uh, pop just turned 71 on the 12th, too. Happy belated birthday, Daddy. Get something on that, below. Get something on that birthday shout out for my pop. <laughs> and happy birthday <laughs> to him Shout out to my pops I don't man. care Good luck ah, Happy said first old head But yeah he um he DJ a little spot in Darlington So when I finished college and shit I used to come down and It was just older people at one point But then a lot of younger people started going So they used to be like man Play this for me. Play that for me. Like, I don't play no rap in here. So I went out there one night, and they're like, man, get your daddy to play this rap, man. Get him to play this song. Get him to play this song. So I talked. I said, I went to this house the next day. I'm like, listen, man, if you're going to have them young niggas in there, you got to give them at least an hour of your time. I said, the old folk be in there from 9 to 12. All the old folk going home by 12. From 12 to 2, play a little rap. Just, just change it up a little bit. That's all. So I started taking him shit. He was like, well, I need some music to play. So I started taking him shit. And Lord have mercy. Here he go calling. Hey, I need that new song by such and such. I said, see, now you, man, they love it. I, I tried to tell you that. Like, you can't be, and, and that's what, I'm, I'm telling that story because them boys just jumped on my ass because I sound like the old hating ass uncle in here a couple weeks ago. But I understand how I could have sounded like that because I've been in that position before and I never wanted to sound like that. And it's not that long. Like, this is in the last 10 years that me and my pop went through this shit with the rap music shit. Like, he would not play no rap music out there. But now he do and they love it. He love it. So everybody good. Shout out to Jones, man. And if y'all ever in uh, South Carolina and in Darlington anywhere, go uh, stop by uh, American Legion Post 210, Spark Street. Holler at my pops. Jones. But um, yeah, that rap shit, I love it. And if we probably would have sat down and explained to our parents a little bit better what they were saying and it wasn't all bad and just because y'all don't understand what they're saying, it's not bad, they might have would have looked at it different. I don't know. Because my daughter, like, my youngest daughter, she she a little different. I asked her what kind of music she liked. She told me she liked K-pop. 
So I told her she must not be my daughter. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you listen to K-pop. <laughs> Like, fuck out of here. K-pop kind of lit though. I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> it is I, like yeah, she um, yeah. she actually like she was like, I like it. I'm like, but why? So How she, old is she? Thirteen. Oh, she tried to play this shit in the car one day. I said, you don't <laughs> turn that shit off. And this goddamn car, man, I don't listen to that shit. But yeah, like that's what I gotta like. I just gotta realize like everybody don't feel the same way about music as I do. Or the genres or anything. Like, I don't listen to a lot of R&B. I listen to some of it, but I don't listen to a lot of it. And we had the conversation on here a few times about who started that rappy, sangy shit. Mm -hmm. Like, we said uh, Drake was the father of the style and Future was... No, we said Future was the father of the style. But I'm going to take it a step back, and I know we're going to have to revisit this because I know this might uh, cause some... uh, confusion in my fan base or in my uh or anywhere them boys took that shit from lauren hill them girls man them girls started that shit if you think if you think about it that same format they well, rap yeah. they rap a verse sing mm-hmm. a verse lauren hill's doing that shit on miss education lil kim did that shit on all her albums in the 90s Foxy Brown might even did it. You know what I'm saying? But it was it, it wasn't them dudes that started that shit. Them boys took it and made it acceptable for mm-hmm. men to do the shit. Just like it was surprising to me that them boys even came out with that shit after the way 50 went at jaw. And they still came out and that became the fucking style of choice. That's that shit is still fucking right. running shit. And 50 slammed it. But now everybody doing the same. They just don't got a girl in there. They not singing about a girl the whole time. It's trap shit, you know, mm-hmm. tough guy shit, whatever. But it's rapping then singing. That's what they do. And I was I was riding in the car. And Queen Bitch came on by Lil' Kim. And when I tell you, I was like, that's where them niggas get that shit from. It just, it just, it made so much sense. Cause she'll be rapping and then she'll just start singing. Just at the end of the verse, she'll just bust out in the harmony. I'm like, oh shit. And, you know, then I start listening, I start thinking back to just hold on, I'm coming home, that Drake shit, like all that shit. And From Time, From Time is one of my favorite songs by J. Cole with Janae Aiko. But it's the same shit. But they just do it with different lyrics. Ja Rule got crucified for that shit. But Ja Rule had fucking a uh, fucking run out of this world. Mm-hmm. That nigga had number one hit after number one fucking hit for at least two years straight. Then he tried to come back and do the thug loving shit with Bobby, and Bobby Mott was all twist up. Man, you don't remember that song? You remember Thug Lovin'? Cue that up. Wait, wait, um, Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're getting bored. That was, Chilly that was a hit, me. though. It was, but that, that's what I'm saying. That was a hit. But think about what I'm saying. Ja Rule was able to get with Bobby Brown mm-hmm. in the 2000s and make a hit. That's how hot that nigga was. Ja was running shit. He ran shit from fucking 2000. To the end of 2002, beginning of 2003. Right when 50 dropped. When 50 came out, March 2003. That did it for him. Mm -hmm. That did it for him. But when he did this shit right here, that that let me know right then. I said, this dude different. Because if you can bring Bobby Brown out of fucking retirement and make a hit, shit. You just got a fucking fan base out of this world. Either you got a fucking machine behind you. And Irv Gotti was a fucking machine. Irv was a fucking machine, man. Because Irv was kind of responsible for... He had something to do with DMX getting in the game, too. If I'm not mistaken. That's why he was speaking on him like he did be loved. That's why, because he... Um, a lot of motherfuckers don't know, like, one of the first songs that X was on was with Ja Rule on... Um, fucking um, Streets is Watching soundtrack. Called Murder Ground. 
Yeah. But Ja was just, he sounded, I don't know if he was trying to copy DMX or what, but he did whatever he did. And when he figured out that, man, I get a chick on this motherfucker and I rap to these women and let these girls sing, man, I'm going to make some money. That motherfucker made some money. Hell yeah, man. Shout out to Ja Rule. Um, Nicki, uh, Nicki Minaj, uh, re-released the, uh, old mixtape also, so, if y'all get a chance, go check that out too, check out the J. Cole, check out Corday. um, but yeah, we, uh, get to wrap this thing up, I wanna, um, tell my special guest, Miss Keith, thank you so much for coming by and hanging out with me to talk about the J. Cole, we didn't even get to, uh, Get to your Facebook post, but um, I'll revisit that on another show. You can just send it to me because I know you probably gonna get some more hits on it. Probably so. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um, I turn the notifications off, but yeah, I look in. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. And um, her uh issue was a lot of people don't like the new J Cole because it's not eight oh eight driven, like trap music. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of the shit that he says is going over a lot of people's head because they're not listening to the words. So mm-hmm. maybe she'll uh matter of fact I'm gonna get a uh I'm gonna get it from her and uh we'll revisit that at uh once again thank you so much and um Thank you for having me. You can uh give them your social um your social medias and uh tell them about uh tell them where they can find your show. You can find my show on everywhere you get your podcast for free every Wednesday. My Curl Speak with King. Um, you can find me on everything, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, The Diary of Key. Um, for the show, it's MCS with Key. Thank you so much, Miss Key, for hanging out with me. It's your boy Jones, and you can email us at themusicjonespodcast at gmail. You can find me on all social media platforms, except uh, TikTok and um. What's the other one? Cheetah Chatty House? What? <laughs> the chat what's the chat house thing? Um Clubhouse. Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. I don't do none of that stuff. But um Snapchat. I'm on Snapchat at uh Love Jones eighty one. I'm on Twitter as the Real Juice Jones. Facebook Julian Jones and Instagram JP Jones eighty one. Appreciate y'all for listening. Peace. Y'all getting bored. Oh, y'all getting bored. Yeah.